Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pavilion Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Barton. You're listening to Is This a Good Time, the show where I put Pavilion members on the hot seat for 15 minutes. We hear their incredible stories. Shows around on Monday, so hit subscribe. You will not miss hearing from our experts. Happy Thanksgiving week to everybody. Excited to have a few days off with family and good food. Our guest today is Mark Ebert. He is the VP of, or SVP, excuse me, of sales at Sixth Sense. And we talk about why you should always manage up and how to actually do that as well. This episode was brought to you by Gong, the reality platform. Gong uses customer interactions, what people say, write, chat, read at the heart of the AI platform. It gives you autonomous insights about deals and suggests the next steps that are based on what's really being communicated between customers and reps. No more decision-making based on anyone's opinion. For full visibility into your performance and market data, visit Gong, that's G-O-N-G dot I-O. All right, let's do this. Episode 131. Is this a good time? All right, everyone, so excited to have with me Mark Ebert. He is the SVP of sales at Six Sense. Mark, so great to have you on the pod. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to chatting. All, all, all meet, no filler. We jump right into questions. Um, why don't you, uh, I think a lot of people know what Six Sense is, uh, probably hearing me read the ads. Uh, go ahead and tell people what Six Sense is, give them the spiel, and then let's talk a little bit about kind of your past, and, and you've been at a bunch of different places. Uh, really interesting to go through kind of where you came from. Absolutely. Well, um, if you're not familiar with Sixth Sense, we are um, a, we we, ha- we offer what's called a revenue AI platform, and really we're helping marketers and sales leaders build and create convert pipeline to revenue. So we offer a platform that's often used in the account based marketing space, uh, and then also offer a suite of solutions that help sellers better navigate their accounts and their contacts ultimately helping build more predictable pipeline. And, uh, and, and you know, give us the circumstances for you to join um, Sixth Sense. Sure. So I joined about five and a half years ago. Um, and I had come from a prior company called Responsus. And uh, at, at Responsus, I was actually working underneath Jason Zintak, who at the time was global head of sales. We were acquired into the Oracle Marketing Cloud and uh, spent a few years there learning, we were, we were like experiencing all things digital for B2C. And then we saw what was happening kind of on the similar trajectory on the B2B front. And uh, it was at that point decided to make a jump over uh, with Jason and some of the other folks to go join a little company called Six Sense. And so that's how we ended up here. Love it, man. Love it. And um, and, and so previous to that, or, or along the way, give us a, a sense, like, how did you get involved in the industry? How did you get involved in selling? I mean, where's your, uh, where's your background? I started right out of college as a BDR. It was really the only job that I uh, could make a decent uh, salary uh, as I'm not a doctor or, you know, a, a lawyer. Sure. And uh, loved it right out of the gates. Um, so I, that's kind of how I got started at a, at a small company here in Boston. Uh, was there for about six years, had quickly kind of moved into a selling role. Um, so sold for a number of years there and then, and then uh, transitioned over from there to, to responses, actually. And then it was a combined five or six years before I made my way uh, over here. So the whole, the whole time I've been in the marketing technology or sales tech kind of ecosystem. And it's been fun to see it evolve over the years. And what would you say to somebody um, who's listening, who's, you know, maybe we have some folks listening who are in college or something like that. Um, would you say that it's still a good path to start as an SCR, BDR? I mean, is that like, I, so many people, by the way, who I've interviewed have started as such. So it just, yeah. not to lead the, uh, the witness here, but. 
I mean, emphatically, yes. And maybe I'll share a little bit of, of why, because yeah, I am very passionate about that answer. I mean, first of all, I love the sales profession as, as, a, as a career. Um, it's been the most rewarding and challenging, but fun uh, job path. And there's really no better way to get started than to see if you kind of enjoy that really competitive nature when you get started as a, as a BDR or an SCR, you don't have to have really any prior experience. Huh. So what you just got to bring to the table is a willingness to work hard and learn. So the, I mean, we've hired people, I know you're in the restaurant industry. Some of our best BDRs were chefs prior to joining, right? And so that's why I love it. It's really a career path that's open to anyone. But the second thing is, in sales as a career, like, you know, you, you can in, man, in so many ways control your destiny. You work for yourself, really. Yeah. Uh, and if you bet on yourself and you, you, know, you bet on that you can figure it out, you can work hard, you can make things happen, uh, you can really control your earnings and all sorts of fun things. So it's a, it's a, a lifestyle that for many is super rewarding. And uh, you meet some great people along the way. Yeah, I mean, I would say um, no, no better place to, to to learn how to deal with uh, adversity uh, than being a BDR SCR. I mean, the batting average there, right, is <clears throat> is what it is. Even if you're great, uh, you're going to hear no more than yes, and uh, and uh, right. it kind of helps you to uh, to get beat up a little bit early, early in the uh, in the career. You definitely develop thick skin. There's no question about it. Love that. Well, look, I mean, we're t- talking obviously about some of the hard work you've been through. Give me a sense of, of you know, where was there luck or, or even privilege that's been added into your career that just helped, you know, helped get you from, uh, you know, up one step on the ladder? Luck. I, lot, lots of things. I can think <laughs> of like, like specific big game changing deals I closed as a rep where luck you got to have on your side on timing, but probably the biggest the biggest one for me was when I left when I left my first job. I had been there six years out of college, and I that's all I knew, right? But I thought I knew it all at the time, um, and so uh, little did I know like what types of companies were out there and what types of people there were at so many uh, really exciting places. And I I really fell into the hands at Responsus by pure luck. Um, right. And when I got there, I realized how amazing of a place it was, how smart the people were. And it was really my time there that got me to meet so many amazing people that has, you know, truly then kind of changed the course of my career trajectory. But the the lucky part is falling into a company with so many really smart people that has, you know, remained a big part of my life ever since. And was that just a cold applying on the, on the website or... You know, they were they were a semi competitor to the bigger company I was working under at Experian at the time. Right. So, but it was a it was literally a recruiter phone call at a time when I was ready to do something new. I I didn't do a whole lot of homework, and that's that's where I say I would never ch- choose a job that easily next time. But I uh, I got lucky when I chose uh, that one for sure. Love it. Love it. All right, man. You've been in sales for, it seems like 20, 30 years. I know it's less than that. Um, give, give us your best sales or marketing tactic. Give, you know, give us something great here. I mean, and it can't just be use the six cents playbook or uh, yeah. no forms, no spam, no no cold call or whatever, you know. G- give us something that, that you've found over the years that get people to take that next step, take that next meeting. I guess I'll have two. Uh, the first one is, you know, just as it relates to get, getting meetings. 
truly understand what's going to get someone to say yes um, by you know putting putting yourself in their shoes and proactively get ahead of what you know are coming as the objections. And so when we talk about preparing for like a phone call, like sometimes I'll prepare for 30 minutes for a really important call. I'm trying to go land, not 30 seconds. Right. Um, and what I'm thinking about is like everything that could possibly be said as an objection. And then how do I deliver, you know, a quickly get to the point, but pro, you know, kind of get ahead of those objections, be ready for them uh, in preparation. Yeah. And then just in the sales career, I, I, you know, I spend a lot of time with our team talking about like a healthy AE to manager or BDR to manager uh, relationship and something everybody can do is learn how to manage up really well. Yeah. Um, Because I, I think, you know, so many times you hear of like conflicting, very strenuous relationships between a salesperson and their manager, but like, you know, Nirvana as a seller and as a manager is that you're truly got a, a, a relationship on trust, but it can only happen when, you know, the rep in this example is doing the hard work of thinking critically so that the manager doesn't beat you to it. Yeah. Go deep on this, pull on this for a little bit. Like what is managing up to you? Good question. I would say it's get it managing up allows you to, instead of being on opposite sides of a desk, or a virtual desk allows you and your manager to then turn to be on the same side and on the same team. And tactically, like what that can look like is don't let your manager be the one who's critical to the work you're doing. Be your own best critic as opposed to telling your manager what they want to hear. And there's nothing better from a manager to hear your rep being critical and bringing the problems to the table to sure. work through with, with your manager. Cause all we want to do is win. Like it, we want to win with the rep. It, we are on the same team, but so quickly when the, when the rep is telling the manager something that they think they want to hear, they don't understand the manager actually doesn't want to hear that. I don't want to hear all the reasons why this is great. I want to hear all the reasons we're stuck and let's put our heads together and solve it together and go win together. Hmm. And when you kind of cross that chasm of thinking beating your manager to the punch of being the most critical thinker in the room, then all of a sudden you become a two-man sales team or a two-woman sales team. Yes. And you can move past all of that like uncomfortable uh, stuff that goes down in, in those relationships. And I think as a sales industry as a whole, if that relationship between the manager and the rep improves, like everyone will do a hell of a lot better and enjoy their jobs a lot more. Yeah, it's uh, it reminds me of, of of something I learned very early on, which was it's not about whether your forecast is going to make the quarter, make the month. It's actually about how accurate your forecast is, right? Like it matters so much more than to be jamming things in fictitiously or pulling things in from next quarter. It matters so much more your accuracy. And it reminds me of that relationship because that's like a that's a moment of let's say I don't trust that even though I'm telling my boss I'm not going to hit the quarter that they're going to help me I just I'm going to pretend like I'm going to come up short and then you know yeah. well it, being accurate allows you to just quickly move past it I mean it's a factual thing it an accurate forecast is based on data alone right so it allows you to then say okay well based on that do we like it 
or do we not like it? Well, what do we do? What, what do we do to change it? What do we need to do about it? That's right. Yeah. It allows you to kind of quickly move forward to the, well, let's go do what we really want to do, but let's not kid ourselves because when we find out that on five days before the quarter ends, we're in trouble. Yeah. I, I equate it to like, uh, like, a, like any sport where imagine you were down three goals, but the scoreboard in your mind said you were up one. You play it very differently. Like there's like there's a, just a very different way you want to play that game. You know, I'm saying soccer or football, but like could be anything. Uh, very cool. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a chat one, one last night actually on that topic with one of our managers, and and he, and he had asked me. He said like I love it. We were having the same exact discussion. Like, but how do how do I get that behavior to start happening? I want it to happen, but it's not happening. I think the best tip for the managers listening is reward that behavior when it happens. Yeah. Like when they call you and say, Hey, I wanted to get ahead of a problem with my pipeline. And I think I've gotten to the bottom of what's wrong and what I need to do to fix it. But I'm looking to you for help. Yeah. When that call comes in as a manager say, can, before I get there, can I just say, hell yeah, for making that phone call. That is exactly what I want to hear. Nice job. Right. And just re- reinforce that good behavior. And, and, and call it out in front of the team. You don't need to give the person a, you know, a, a gift or a trip or anything. But like, I think, I think that's, um, that's something that's worthy of ha- showing others that when problems are brought, you're not just going to get reprimanded about them. It's like you're, you know, saying the that's same true. thing. Love it, Mark. Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, some, some quick fire ones here. Any key positions you're hiring for? Yes. Uh, so we're growing our business internationally. Cool. And we've got a, a great group of people out in London um, that are selling into EMEA. And uh, Paul, who's uh, leading our team out that way, is hiring an enterprise sales leader on his team. That's probably the most important one. So for those out in London, the positions you'd be based in the London area. But sure. uh, yeah, we're looking for an enterprise leader out there. Love it, man. Love it. And um, who would you want to give some shout outs to, you know, people who you've appreciated over the years or their content or their message that they give out? Well, first, I'm blown away by what the all the VC community puts out in their blogs. I think it's the most underrated place to learn a lot if you want to get into like sales leadership. Yeah, there's there's quite a lot of good stuff out there. And um, Insight Ventures, uh, who's an early backer at Sixth Sense. They've been a phenomenal partner. Their stuff is great. There's a guy named Gary Service who runs their marketing practice, who's phenomenal. And Matt Hines, uh, also a big influence. He's probably been a guest on your show before. He has. But uh, everything Matt puts out, our our customers love, I love. And on the marketing side of the community, uh, brilliant guy. A lot of fun too. Love it, man. Love it. Uh, all right. Well, we'll leave you on this. Very important to me. Uh, you can give us a place anywhere you want in the world. Give us a restaurant we got to go check out. I mentioned um, I mentioned London. I'm going out in two weeks. Um, but you've probably been there before. But Dishoom? No, I haven't. All right. So if you like Indian food, it is the coolest place. And I think there's a few locations uh, out there. But that was probably my favorite and as i'm planning my trip i'm like we have to find time to go eat there again uh it was phenomenal love it man love it i i I do love indian food as i worked in it in one of the most famous indian restaurants in new york but uh have not been out there to eat mark um good luck with the international expansion you got a wealth of knowledge i appreciate you sharing it with us and and excited to to keep in touch man yeah thanks for having me good talking to you all right that's our show thank you so much for listening if you love the show 
rate, review. Give thanks, right? Rate and review. Send me five stars. Send me a message saying, hey, this is great. Either way, I'm going to read it and I'm going to love it. And you're going to feel better because everyone feels better when they give instead of receive. So that is my plea to you. This episode was brought to you by Gong, the reality platform. Create an aligned and seamless buying experience for your teams and customers that's based on reality, not opinions. Check it out at Gong, G-O-N-G dot I-O. I had so much fun today. Hope you did too. Now, get out and crush the numbers and eat the turkey. See